Hey everyone, it's your favourite bearded CEO of TBN UK, Graham. We're back for another episode of TBN UK Weekly. On this episode, we hear about staff weddings, the man, myth and legend, Miomi, returns to Weekly to encourage us on the five different types of power for the Christian believer. And Larissa joins us to share what productions we've been filming this week. It's a real mega mix. See what I did there? Enjoy! Hi, TBN UK family. It is Sunday the 6th of August, the first Sunday of the month, and welcome to Weekly. Yeah, we're so glad to welcome you back for another episode of Weekly. Yeah, so last week uh, we told you that one of our colleagues was getting married, Mm -hmm. and we actually pre-recorded last week's episode. Confession time. Confession time, because last weekend Graham and I uh, went to the wedding that was in Romania. So um, Susie, who is part of the TBN UK family, got married last weekend, and it was a great time, wasn't it? Congratulations, Susie. Yeah, it was so much fun. Romania is a great country. Yes, it it was very hot. Yeah. And there was lots of food. Mm -hmm. And it was a lot of fun, wasn't it? So much fun. Yes. Love a good wedding. We had a few few of the team from London travelled over to Romania for the weekend to be there. And it was just great to celebrate together. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we we really are a family here. So it was nice to to support one another, wasn't it? Yeah, it it was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I just love weddings in general. (laughs) I think they're just so much fun. And um, yeah, celebrating one of our team is just such a nice thing to do. Definitely. And we came back and I don't know about you because I drive to work and the traffic has just been so empty since it's been the summer holidays. So I have very much been enjoying the little traffic on Mm. the way to work. Um, And talking about that, Mm. I would love to know, I'm going to ask a question today. We've got a question. We're not doing any national days, just just the main question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what is your wake up routine in the morning? Mm. What do you do when your eyes open and you're ready for the day? Yeah. Okay. For me, it is I wake up and I go and make a coffee. Oh, really? Immediately. (gasps) Immediately. I grind those beans. I put them in the little V60 thing. I (laughs) do a little pour over. Fancy, fancy coffee drinker. And then... Mostly, I'll go and sit and drink coffee and read my Bible. Oh, very good. And do you do that every day? Are you quite consistent? Yes. If nice. I, I've heard that you're not supposed to start the day with coffee. Mm. So I did try that uh, and I get a headache. So. Oh. so you need coffee. You must have coffee. Unfortunately. How about you? What's your kind of morning routine? <laughs> well, since it's been the summer, I've just had no routine, to be honest. So with, the, mm. with, the, with there being no traffic, I'm able to leave my, my house a lot later because there's no traffic so with that just the whole routine is up in the air and I'm sure lots of parents find it the same in the summer mm. I'm not a parent but when the when the kids are out yeah. for summer then there isn't much routine anyway the whole routine yeah exactly up. but yeah. I will say Larissa and I she's not even here yet so we'll have to ask her when she comes but Larissa and I have done a little pact to get mm. back into routine in the month of August, that's, you know, wake up, read our Bible, spend time with God, exercise, eat a good breakfast before getting to work. So yeah, that's our little pact we've done. And we're a few days into August. It's going well for me. I didn't start, yeah. Yeah. So are you you like an early riser or are you like an evening person? I'm not sure. I'm an early bird for sure. I'm not good in the evenings. I'm just super tired. So Mm. for me, wake up early is where it's at. Yeah. Mm. What about you? Yeah, I think I'm an evening person. Oh, really? Yeah, I think I, I sort of uh, ramp up throughout the day. Mm. 
So when I get home, that's when I should really be doing my work. Oh, wow. Gosh. Yeah, Isn't it so. interesting how people are so different? Oh, strange. Yeah. And whilst the children are on holiday, we mm. had um, St. John's Hampton Wick Church come in the studios this past week to record some mega praise segments mm. for the kids show that we have called Mega Mix. And this was a lot of fun. You enjoyed it. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I heard there was some uh, some dancing in the gallery. Yeah, here's a little clip for you. Um, I was just following on with the dances that they were doing. As you can see, I wasn't doing the jumping. They were doing lots and lots of jumping, so I could not keep up with that. Um, but I did try and learn the routines. They They're were doing a lot of fun. it all day, aren't they? They're yeah, those like... the kids were amazing, and Ezra, who led them and who who came up with the dances, he did an incredible job of putting them together. And yeah, those kids, we fed them well, though. They they were full of sugar. They were ready to go. <laughs> and then they, by the end of the day, they were like, "We're done. We're done." But they were great. We had a lot of fun. And what was really nice, actually, is um, for this season of the Mega Praise videos, we the, the church brought in lots of different generations mm. to join them in with the dances. But it's not just for children who can learn them. See, I even learned them. But they had the vicar join them and some of the parents join them and grandparents. So it was really nice to see all the different ages. And you can see in this clip here how they all got involved. And these will be coming to the Megamix program very soon. Oh, it's so much fun, isn't it? Definitely. And you can watch Megamix on YouTube, mm -hmm. on demand, and on the channel. Yeah. What days? Mondays and Saturdays. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, now it's time for the viewers' messages to hear mm. what you have been writing in to share with us today. That's right. So let's see what people have got to say. Yes. Do you want to start us off? I will. So Simeon got in contact with us on the on-demand platform for episode one of Big Church Festival, and he said, what an amazing start to the series. Big up Andrew and Trevor for the awesome audio. Oh, that's really good. Now, you might remember Simeon as he used to actually work here at TBN yeah. UK. He would share on partner time and weekly and um, you can also catch Big Church Festival airing on the channel and also on demand. That's great. Irene WhatsApped us from Uganda and she said, thanks for the great work you've been doing. We are being helped and inspired. Nice. So actually viewers might be wondering how people are watching TV in UK in Uganda yeah. and actually it's not just Uganda. So in the last month, viewers watch TVNUK from over a hundred different countries. Wow. And that's via our on-demand platform. So thanks to those partners who've um, contributed towards that mm. and just helping us spread the gospel around the world. Yes, definitely. That's so exciting, isn't it? Wow, so that's cool. so good to hear. Well, Jack got in touch with us on Facebook about Church Without Walls and said, thank you for sharing the gospel and the word of God. It was such a blessing to me to worship and pray. Oh, that's so good. And Jack's talking about the program Church That Walls, which is in Arabic and in English. And we post that to Facebook, but it also airs on the channel on Sunday evenings. That's right. Juliet sent an email to say, thank you for your prayers for my loved one. I'm writing to update you on his progress. He was discharged from the hospital and now lives independently at home for the first time in seven years. The psychiatrist has advised that I offer him minimal support so that he can grow stronger and I no longer live with him. My role in supporting him as I used to is now in God's hands. This is a miracle for which we praise and thank God. Oh, thank you so much for that. Yeah, what a great update. Thank you for sharing. And Maria from Gloucestershire testified and said, Dear TBN UK, I want to tell you how much I enjoy watching the TBN UK channel on TV. It encourages me and I love listening to the wonderful preachers. My favourite is Dr. Michael Youssef. Thank you for your hard work, dedication and obedience to our Lord. And another Maria emailed in and said, Thank you so much for taking the trouble to write to me. I'm taught so much from viewing the programmes that you show. What an amazing team you are. 
such fantastic content in such times as these. Really, there are no words to express my appreciation. Thank you also for the prayer support you've given to me. God bless you and your work always. Praise the Lord Jesus. Oh. Absolutely. Yeah, so good to hear from you all. Thank you so much for writing in. We love to hear what you enjoy watching on the channel or sharing with us any praise reports. So continue to write in. And you might be featured on weekly if yeah, you do. Yeah, we really <laughs> genuinely love to hear from our viewers. It's just so encouraging and yeah, Definitely. helps us to kind of figure out what to do next really, doesn't it? Yep. Yeah. Well, now it's time for the encouragement for today. And last week we spent some time reflecting on the mm. previous 20 weeks of 20 weekly, weeks. sharing the different encouragements. But today we have Myomi joining us you as he's got a message arrive. to share. <laughs> Hello. Hi. <clears throat> How are you doing? I'm doing very well. So before we get into your message, we have to ask, are you an early person or an, a late person mm. when it comes I think to I today? Early person. Yeah. That's where so I'm. early it's late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, when it's night, that's why I don't enjoy parties. <laughs> I just want to go to bed. Yeah. Because you wake up really early. I wake How up early are we talking? 3, 4 a.m. sometimes, you know, sometimes wake up. we'll get my, uh, Miami to send us emails. Yeah. And he'll be doing it, yep, you very know. early. <laughs> so. And what's the routine? You're up my routine, I wake up, grab my phone, yeah, my, straight away. <laughs> straight, straight away. Um, that's when I have the energy to check the emails. Mm -hmm. I do that. I do my devotion later in the day. And, um, and I try to grab a little bit of sleep, maybe half an hour. Right. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Wow. Well, you have a great message, message to share with us today, don't you? Yes, I do. I pray will bless the viewers. Mm. Mm. I've titled my message, Behold Power. Uh, in Luke chapter 10, verse 17 to 20, it says, Then the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning for he from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather because your names are written in heaven. So what does the word behold means? I believe that it means you look at something intently. You look at it with the intention of understanding it, of seeing just beyond the peripheral. Behold has been used over a thousand times in the Bible. Behold is a call to pay attention to something important, something real, factual. It is an invitation to observe. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 29, God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of the earth, and every tree in which is the fruit of life yielding seed. To you it shall be for meat. In many translations, it also says, look. Peter said that because he had a solution for it. Peter also used the word look on us because he has a solution for a crippled man in Acts chapter 3, verse 4, Peter, along with John, stared at the crippled man saying, look, 
at us. In Genesis, God is saying to man, don't worry or fret about what you would eat or drink. I have made provision for you. As we know, we still have to work. Even in the wilderness, when God supplied manna, the children of Israel had to make the effort to gather manna. In the kingdom of God, relationship is everything. We cannot even begin to behold power unless we have a relationship with Jesus. In Acts chapter 19, verse 13 to 17, we see the seven sons of Sceva who did not have a relationship with Jesus attempting to use the name of Jesus and it didn't end well with them. So it's not enough to be informed that we have power, just like it's not enough for a student to be admitted to medical school. They have to behold medical books. They have to take time to study. They have to, that's why they become physicians at the, at the end of their studies. In the kingdom, it's our understanding and relationship with Jesus that determines our ability to use the power. Now, as disciples of our Lord Jesus Christ, we behold this power that Jesus is talking about. How can this power become real in our life? The same power that destroys the work of the devil is the power that provides food, that gives wisdom, that gives life. All the questions of life are answered by the power that Jesus gives. In 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, he says, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who has called us by glory and virtue. Our journey with God starts with the word. We are saved by the word. Deliverance also comes by the word. Our ability to make the word real determines how much of it or of him we manifest. I say him because Jesus is the word. In Matthew chapter 28, verse 18, Jesus said, all power in heaven and earth has been given unto me. So in beholding that power, in seeing, for us to see the power that Jesus is talking about, I have listed five points here. So, um, I can title it five points to appropriate in the power of God. The first point is that power comes from the word. The word of God, the Bible says, is the power of God unto salvation. The word is the embodiment of God's power. Even when we don't understand it, we need to be convinced that the word is true. Rayan Bonke, the German evangelist, said that his call to ministry was based on Matthew 28, 19. He lived his life and ministry on that basis, went into ministry believing that the scriptures, that particular scripture applied to him. So um, the word in Revelation, when you read the, the book of Revelation, and I know that it's very difficult for most of us to understand it. But he said, blessed is he that reads. So if you're looking for a blessing, just go there and just read it. You know, and say, Lord, you said, I will be blessed if I read Revelation. I've read it. 
bless me. So um, the second point that I have here is um, power comes through prayer, spending time with God. You know, there is no point praying when we don't have the word. It's so beautiful to take the word of God and to just pray the word. You know, I always um, try to impress my wife. I tell her, give me any scripture, I can pray with it. Any scripture. As I begin to pray, I can begin to take life from that scripture. But that's, you know, at home. That's my boast at home. <laughs> Power comes through obedience. Mary told the servants, he said, whatsoever he tells you to do, do it. If we can just learn to be obedient to the word of God. Also, power comes through envisioning. And I want to illustrate this through the story that I heard from an evangelist about a pastor's wife who was um, considered legally blind. This woman had prayed for her eyesight for so long, and she had given up hope. And this evangelist came to their church, had a crusade, I think it was a three-day crusade, and she just refused to go out because she didn't want to face the disappointment mm. of not having an answered prayer. Eventually, on the last day, the evangelist called her out and told her to take off her glasses and prayed for her and said, he said to her, close your eyes. She closed her eyes, prayed for her. He said, now can you see? She was about to open her eyes and he said, shut your eyes. And she shut her eyes and he said, can you see? She attempted to open her eyes again and he said, shut your eyes. And at the third time, he said, I'm not asking you to open your eyes. I'm asking, can you see yourself seeing? So hearing that, she now closed her eyes and envisioned herself seeing. She said, yes, I can see. Wow. He said, open your eyes. And her eyesights were perfect. Amen. Yeah. And the last point that I have here is that power comes from asking questions. Abraham understood what it took to have Isaac when he asked questions. And there is the story of a famous American agriculturalist. His name is George Washington Carver, who discovered over 300 uses of peanuts. Um, the short story is that he was born in 1864 as a slave developed a relationship with God, and from asking the right question, transformed many lives. In 1920, Dr. Carver himself gave um, a speech, and he said, he, he said, years ago, I went into my laboratory and said, dear Mr. Creator, please tell me what the universe was made for. The creator answered, you want to know too much for your little mind of yours. Ask something more your size, little man. Then I asked, please, Mr. Creator, tell me what man was made for. Again, the great creator replied, you're still asking too much. Cut down on the extent and improve the intent. Then I asked, 
Please, Mr. Creator, will you tell me why the peanut was made? That's better. Even then, it is infinite. What do you want to know about the peanut? Mr. Creator, can I make milk out of the peanut? What kind of milk do you want? Good Jersey milk or just plain boarding house milk? Good Jersey milk. Then the great creator taught me to take the peanut apart and put it together again. And out of the process have come forth all these products. He discovered over 300 uses because he asked the right question. I just pray for our viewers. I pray for myself and everyone that we will ask the Lord the right questions about our lives, about our surrounding, about our circumstances, about our country, so that we can magnify the name of the Lord. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Thanks Thank so you. much, Miami. Thank You're you welcome. for sharing. Yeah. That's so good. I feel, um, as he was speaking, I was just thinking about the first commandment to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and, mm. and strength, and just how all of that that Miami was talking about is essentially coming to God first and mm. spending time with him first and just pouring everything we have into that and out of that comes authority, comes power, all of that stuff. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. Well, now it's time to hear from Larissa. Yeah. Hello, Larissa. Hello, Hello guys. How you are you were doing? also at a wedding last I weekend. I was. I was. I was also at a wedding, same day. And do you know where it was? Where? All right, it wasn't Romania, but <laughs> you know. Yeah, Poland. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Weddings nice. are great fun. They're good, I love Definitely. them. Yes. So, Larissa, we've asked everyone on the show, are you a morning person or a night person? Definitely, definitely an early bird. Yeah. Honestly, my best routine is where I go to bed early, wake up early, go gym, read the Bible, prepare mm -hmm. for the day, and then just be in bed by nine o'clock. Yeah. However, in summer, that all goes out the window oh. because it's lighter yeah. outside. There's more sociable things going on. Mm -hmm. um, and it just, me not going to bed at nine means I can't get up at five. Mm -hmm. I need eight hours sleep. But I've told them about our pact. Yeah. Yes. So. Hold me accountable <laughs> because you have already started. And normally, I get the jump. Yeah. Normally, yeah. the risk is way yeah. better than me. Normally. Yeah, sure. um, yeah, I normally get up, go boot camp, but I haven't. It's the wedding. Yeah. I'm still tired and jet lagged with the one hour. Oh. Well, Larissa, <laughs> what can people look out for watching on the channel this well, week in August? Whether you're an early bird or a night owl, mm. we have got TD Jake's Potter's House for you. That is weekdays at 6 a.m. and 10.30 p.m. It's one of my favorite shows. See, I can never watch it at night because um, he's always so lively and the organs come out and I just can't get to sleep I start leaping in the air praising God uh, so if you're like me watch it at 6 a.m. here is a clip for you now because God said you're not gonna get the victory because of how big you are I don't give you the victory based on what you counted in your budget ledger I don't give you the victory because you can't afford it I don't give you the victory because of your degrees. I don't give you the victory because of what you're counting on. I'll take something that looks less and do more with it. That's how you know I'm God. Amazing. Okay, we've got time for one more. <gasps> good, because this is a really good one. It's a TV special. 
unsilenced. Mm. Mm -hmm. And that's Monday at 8.30. Now, you know a bit about this, I don't do. you? I do. So this is from the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. And it's the story of when Franklin Graham was meant to come to the UK in 2020. But some of the venues actually cancelled the bookings. Well, we are out of time, but thank you so much for joining us today on Weekly. We'll be here same time next week. Goodbye.